everyone, this is Ross with Jay and Ross Talk Shit. So this week, because we couldn't get anything out last week, we decided to split things in half. Uh, we recorded an hour and ten minute long podcast, and it split pretty evenly. Uh, the first half was about Trevor Noah getting The Daily Show, the controversy around Twitter, and uh, just a lot of the things that stand-up comics go, and the format of stand-up comedy and how, how it can be difficult to argue controversial subjects uh, with people who may be not involved in that. Uh, so I, I thought it was a good conversation. Uh, sorry if it offends some people, but, you know, we both had pretty strong feelings on all of that. Uh, there's also some talk about WonderCon in that. Uh, I, Reba and I were just there last weekend, so there are a lot of cool things we saw. And, yeah, uh, we hope you enjoy it. Later this week, on Friday, we'll have the rest of the conversation, which was all about the uh, HBO documentary Going Clear and the Church of Scientology. And that alone was like a 40-minute conversation, and uh, there's lots of fascinating stuff there. I would highly recommend checking out that documentary before listening to the podcast. Uh, if you have HBO Go or access to HBO Go in, for, by any means, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, even if you don't care about our podcast, like it's a fascinating documentary. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we hope you check in again later this week. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. Uh, so we, we didn't make it last week. Uh, you know, you're pretty busy. You had a yeah, show. Yeah, show. Uh, had it at the Killing Joe. Uh, you probably dig it a lot. It's a new comic book store. Yeah, I think I, we drove by it. Uh, and yeah, so it's a comic store, but they have a comedy uh, component to it too, right? I guess. I guess the guy's just trying, because he just opened, so he's uh-huh. just trying to get as many people in as many different ways. Yeah. So he's got like a lot of like, you know, like vintage action figures and stuff like that. That's and, cool. And the guys are really cool, and so... Um, I think that's an interesting thing that like comedy and like comic culture has been kind of, or not merging, but like there's definitely been an intersection lately. Like yeah. I know Meltdown Comics does a lot of comedy stuff. Yeah, and, uh, do they do setup stand up without a net? Um, they do. I, I think it's just the Meltdown show. Oh, okay. Because I know the stand up without a net, like the big, because uh, I do that uh-huh. every Friday at Flappers, but uh, the big one where all the big names come, it's in a comic book store too. Huh. That's so, cool. Yeah, which is weird. Maybe it is. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that I, uh, I was at WonderCon, you know, this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the days they, they had what was called the Tournament of Nerds. Which is, it's a UCB thing, I guess, that they do. Or they do it, like, every Saturday, or every third Saturday at midnight in a month. But, yeah, they have all these comedians who are also, like, really into, like, geek culture stuff. Uh And they come, like, supporting characters and, like, tearing down other characters. But it's all stand-up. It's, like, like, really funny. Like, Stand-up, that's interesting, because UCB is more improv and sketch. Right. So, like, they'll they'll come, like, like, in this case, half the people were dressed as whoever they were supporting. Sure. But they were... Yeah, a lot of it was just like jokes or like stand-up routines tearing down whoever the other character was. Assume, so like Jon Snow ripping on like Wolverine. Or like, I assume Patton Oswalt was there. No, no, he wasn't. Ah. I there weren't a lot of people at this Comic Con that were like you know mm. big names or well, WonderCon. He must have been doing normal. something because I know he'd be there if he if yeah he had the, if his schedule. <laughs> it's right up his alley. Him. Exactly because he loves all that shit. But yeah, yeah, it was really good. So uh, very funny stuff. Like you, you're always. 
like whenever I go to like a geek event and there's a comedy thing, you're always like, okay, you, like you don't really know if people are gonna Man, be that good. But yeah, right. I'm having trouble getting laid 34 <laughs> times in a row. Like, well, yeah, and like it, it's just not always people's like main thing to be funny if yeah. they're into that culture. But like, yeah, the people they had were really good and nice. <laughs> Oh, UCB yeah. though, you know. It's, it's yeah, pretty... it's cool. A lot of a lot of places are open up, and like Silver Lake that do that. So I need to, I need to sniff them out because I can get a lot more time. Yeah. So uh, everybody was really good except for the last guy. Oh I need, really? I need, Amber went, and I need to tell ask her how she went. I mean, the last guy, I guess he's been doing comedy for like ten years, but his thing is he's kind of a dick. He's uh-huh. one of those guys that like yeah. kind of the he's dick the dang to the cook. audience. Oh, okay. You know, like he'll like do crowd work, but kind gotcha. of like riff on like rip on them yeah like kind of like what it, jeffrey ross did before he just did roasts all the time yeah which i mean a not really my thing i go by the rules of engagement you don't fuck with me i won't fuck with you <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> but some people like that but it was not working here <laughs> yeah and he did four minutes when he oh, was the headliner he just walked off that sucks and like I was kind of bummed out cause like, he was like was he good or or was it just that people I weren't <laughs> I, I literally went out I was like oh he's doing 20 minutes or 25 minutes he, he had like a whole like block so I was like uh-huh. I'm gonna go out and smoke a cigarette real quick mm-hmm. and um and then I'll catch the end, and then by the time I'm done smoking the cigarette, he's, he just bolts out. Wow. And, like, everybody's like, what the fuck? Did, I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, like, so he just, I guess, just was like, fuck it, I'm not feeling it, and walked off the stage. I hate when people do that. Like, yeah. that happens in comedy, uh, at least, not a lot, but you do hear about it, where people are just like, well, you know, I'm out of here. Yeah. And, like, and it's was, just not liking the crowd enough. And I was talking to, like, the guys who put it together with my, my good friends Jeremy and Justin and uh, they were like he's really funny he's been doing it for like 10 years and like he always says like you know he, he can't he kind of came up with Jeselnik and now Jeselnik's famous uh. and like so I think it's probably that's why he's such an he's ass he's got a chip on his shoulder about and, all that and so I was like well that's probably why he didn't fucking go with him because he's unprofessional yeah true. kind of pissed me off because then like because we only had six comics so yeah, they could have easily given us another three to five minutes. Yeah. There's no way to know that, you know. Yeah, exactly. and like they're putting together That's... the whole event, assuming this guy would be like exactly. the draw. So. No, no, I'm not pissed off at the the people. Who right. Yeah, I'm put pissed off at the dude because yeah. I, I could have taken another five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen minutes. You never get fifteen minutes in LA. Are you yeah. Me? Well, shit. <laughs> so fuck that guy. Yeah, but, but your uh, set went pretty well, right? Yeah. Thing Felt good about it. Yeah, cool. It ended a little weak, but I tried some new shit that didn't really work. But oh yeah, man, yeah, you got workshop it somehow, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, that's what you've been up to. Then I've been. Just, you went to WonderCon a, with all the cosplay girls. I love. <laughs> there, are, there were a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. It, it's crazy. Like, uh, well, first of all, it was. I thought it was cool that like, and I mentioned this to you that like down gender lines. Like you always think of like cons and like you know comic and geek culture as being like so male dominated but like it really was like split down the middle i saw oh, just as many women <laughs> well i mean you know in ge- <laughs> like not just cosplay but like just in terms of fandom it do, really was like do you think everybody. that's an la thing or do you think it's like growing across the nation i don't know uh, i mean i i just i don't feel qualified to say you know because I mean? like i haven't been to kansas city comic-con in a number of years mm. uh but yeah, it was it I thought that was cool, especially with like as much shit as 
like Comic-Con gets occasionally because of like harassment or, you know, women mm-hmm. saying that the men are just awful. And like, to be fair, I heard some guys like, you know, being kind of shitty, oh, <laughs> just like behind us. Or... Men are the worst thing that ever happened to women, <laughs> period. Yeah. Like, we're the worst. We're pieces of shit. We happened a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's just awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are the worst thing that's ever happened to them. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was weird, because, yeah, you, you do hear people, like, saying things out loud about, like, oh... Well, I heard this boyfriend or girlfriend. She's such a bitch talking and stuff like, and it, it's, it's like you realize other people can hear you, right? And like, like this isn't just there's your little a, bubble. There's a thing called an inner monologue. Yeah, exercise it. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I don't know. There, there's some assholes, but there are a lot of really cool people too. And, yeah, uh, a lot of people are just were really into all that they do. Uh, well. But yeah, well, saw some good it's, panels. it's like big business now, like yeah. cosplay girls, like because like yeah. they have like Facebook pages, and there are people like, that like get like half a million people like yep. that, and there are all sorts of people going around just with cameras, just there to get photos of cosplayers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are just posing for pictures and you know yeah. like trying to yeah get get some attention online for yeah. that. It's a whole separate industry. Like, everybody wants to get into some sort of geek industry there now. Nice. Like, half the panels I went to were, like, you know, how to publicize uh, when you're doing your own thing. Or how to, yeah, how to create, how to get, like, teams together. How to, you know, actual professional development uh, panels. In addition to, you know, all the things like, hey, here's a new episode of Last Man on Earth and Will Forte. And, like, creators and stuff talking that. But, but yeah, it, it is interesting, like, how diverse everything is there like you've got you've got your panels on that and then you've got your like enormous arena things where it's just warner brothers basically showing like a clip and a few trailers and like trying to hype movies that on their own wouldn't get that much attention (laughs) it's 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 fun nice yeah i want to go i'll probably go next year yeah yeah well it's so hard to get into comic-con now that like WonderCon is much easier really (laughs) comic-con uh so this year, the way that they did it, and it's probably been like this for a year or two anyway, they open up ticketing online, uh, but you have to register for an account with them like uh, at least a month ahead of time so that you have like a code, and the code gets you into the waiting room. So you, on the day of, at the moment tickets go on sale, there's an hour period where you enter your code and go to a waiting room. Yeah. And then from that point on, it's random. Once the hour waiting room period is over, they start pulling people from the waiting room and giving them chances to buy tickets. And it, so it's completely random whether you get to even buy tickets and they sell out within an hour. And so like with Reba and I did it this year, we got tickets for Sunday. Reba was the last person to get tickets. Yeah. And it, like I didn't get it at all. And she was, yeah, she got us two tickets for Sunday. Because, like, Saturday tickets sell out, like, within For Comic-Con. Yeah, for Comic-Con. Okay. Like, proper Comic-Con. Yeah. It's just a mess. And, like, I get why so they... So how was that? Was that better than well, WonderCon? that's uh, still, I think, July oh, is when July. Wonder- yeah, gotcha. so, I mean, yeah, Comic-Con is much bigger. And, like, yeah, there's... Yeah. Everybody's there. But it's a much... Like, WonderCon's better for, like, community and actually, like, networking and learning how to get into the business. Okay. Uh, it, and Comic-Con just has all the enormous panels and, like... Did you see anything that you would want to get in the business to? Um, well, I mean, a lot of it was more how to start your own stuff or how to, like, present yourself and, you know, like, getting making sure you have, like, a good business card and, uh, you know, how to 
like definitely get someone to deal with taxes once you actually start a business so that you don't have to worry about all that and sure. how to yeah like actually talk with people there try to get other people interested in your stuff and yeah. uh how to like focus on on it you know when to be a jack of all trades how to do all this while you have a full-time job like part-time on to a full-time was one of the panels i went to yeah just just a lot of mostly advice and like people have been there and you know i've had some form of success maybe at this point but then also you know panels on like tv shows and like people like i went to one that was this tv guide running it but it was like uh different showrunners so like uh dan Harmon, you know does community and uh rick and morty and then they had a uh, the guy, I think, I want to, I forget his first name, so, but uh, the guy who uh, did Gravity Falls, which is like a show on, it's a show on Disney, but it's like this weird, like, ad, like super complicated and kind of dark, like, kids cartoon. I that, think I did see it. It's like kind of like princesses and like kind of like fairy not, characters. Or, that, that might be Adventure Time or... Maybe. Adventure Time's awesome. Yeah, too, Nuri's but. sister showed me this cartoon and I was like, I'm going to... Because like there were kids or like yeah. the kids were... I was like, I'm going to watch car, like a kid's cartoon. She's <laughs> like, no, hold on. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> it, Gravity Falls I haven't watched yet, but mm. it, it's, it's supposed to be a good show. And like the guy clearly... It's fun to hear people who, like, really care about what they're doing and, like, have such a specific vision talking about, like, their day-to-day and, you know, like, no, I sleep on the couch in the office all the time. Or, like, I'll stay overnight and the, uh, like, the, you talk about dealing with network execs, they're like, I found out that, yeah, if you just keep saying no and saying you're going to do what you are going to do, they eventually just let you do what you want to do. <laughs> like, you know, you can give in on certain things, but he's like... He and Dan Harmon were both like, yeah, it takes usually about six emails. <laughs> Them saying, like, no, we really think you should change this. And being like, no, this works here. And then they're like, well, are you sure? Like, we really think. And then eventually they just give up and let you do it. <laughs> like, he was talking about an episode of Gra- or uh, Gravity Falls where, yeah, just recently they had, like, you know, skinned, half-eaten away, like, taxidermy heads that are bleeding out their eyes. And, like, <laughs> you know, it's a kid's show on Disney. He's uh, like, yeah, eventually they'll let you do it. And they also nice. talk, talked about how, like, with kid shows, as long as you turn the blood green as opposed to red, you can literally get away with anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. But, yeah, it, it's it's fun to hear. Like, Dan Harmon's always fun to listen to because, like, yep. he has such reverence for television and what he thinks that means. And, you know, he talked about restraints and the idea that, like, just being unrestrained altogether isn't always that interesting. Like, he's like, I like the fact that it's a public medium. So, you know, you have you do have, like, you- some level of decency that you have to uphold, but then you have, like, these little volcanoes of, like, the the native or or just like man as animal like our base instincts and stuff and how that drives things and he's like so i like the idea that's all running underneath everything and driving and occasionally like comes up in a really like major way yeah it's just more creative like you know back in the 60s they always you know wrote songs that had like code like mr tambourine man is about a drug dealer you know (laughs) like right like that like, I, I like that better than, like, now it's just like, fuck that bitch and fuck that hoe, you know? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, okay, that wasn't even remotely creative. I say that every day in traffic. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, but yeah, like, I like, uh, like, Community, if you ever watched that, he, you know, his shows are, like, it can be kind of a cheery, fun, like, hoppy show, but then there are, like, these really dark undercurrents to it, and, like, that are... I, I've tried to get into Community a couple times, I'm just... Not your thing. Not my thing. Just I don't How, know. What have you watched of it? Just curious. I've just I've watched 
various episodes. Yeah. Uh, there was one where uh, they, uh, where Chevy Ch- like he's dead and he left his will. Oh yeah, that one works a lot better if you've watched okay. most of the show. Okay, maybe so. <laughs> that, it's a good episode, but yeah, it's one that you have to be familiar with the characters and their dynamics and their relationship with him for it to really land. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, there's it's clever, but yeah. He, Mm. He's he's just really good with story and like character development, and uh, he writes a lot about story and how to or like the story circle and how that relates to like the hero's journey and stuff. And I don't know, sure, he's good. It's always fun to hear him talk. But anyway, I've probably gone on long <laughs> enough on WonderCon. Uh, no. um, before we get into going clear, which I think is probably going to be our big topic. Uh, do, so one of the big things that happened last week was uh, Trevor Noah being hired as the official replacement for John Stewart. Yeah, I was I was surprised. So what were you expecting along those lines? I had no idea. To tell you the truth. <laughs> exactly. Right? I had no idea because all the guys that I saw before, because like it was even John Stewart said like at most he was going to do twenty years. Yeah, he, he said that on a. Uh, getting com- getting coffee with comedians on right. Jerry Seinfeld or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and so I was I, and that like kind of got me thinking, coffee, yeah, yeah, that one, and uh, and I was thinking I was like, okay, I can see John Oliver doing it, but then he got last right. week tonight last year. Stephen Colbert is doing CB. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's one of the things we talked about last time. That like really the two like most obvious replacements for yeah. him got shows somewhere else in the last year. Yeah, I mean, so. I love I love I like Christian Shaw a lot, but I don't think she could carry the whole thing. Right, or like because her, her humor is very, you know, very she, she's very funny. But yeah, like it, she's not like a central like she works as a correspondent. Yeah, but like, but Trevor Noah wouldn't really that. He's pretty either. new, is it, but he, is he really prevalent? I haven't no, really, yeah. Um, so I've like, watched in a while. So. so I think the reasoning behind him was that, well, first of all, he's worldly. Like you know, he, he mm-hmm. grew up in South Africa. Mm-hmm. He speaks like seven languages. He's Jesus. he follows like he actually cares about the news and like follows things and is interested in social situations. Mm-hmm. So like it made sense to hire like to me that makes more sense than to hire someone who's just like really funny or a good like joke writer sure. for that to actually be interested in the news because sure. that's what set John Stewart as Well that's know. why John Oliver's so great. Right. You know, he I love he has a passion for the actual material and like yeah. presenting new and like in all fairness like I've I haven't done a huge fact check on John Oliver, but the times I have I'm like this is actually kind of pretty accurate they do a ton of research for yeah. last week tonight like it's very obvious that they put a lot into it like they dig through like paperwork and tax forms that they yeah. need to for whatever story they're telling and like that's great like i i think that like the fact that their comedy shows allows them to get away with more than a lot of you know news shows because they're afraid of being you know biased uh but it but it also means that they they can like really like just present. Well, it, yeah, it's they, they can present fact because what they're selling is the jokes, right? You know, uh, Fox News and MSNBC and see and you know they're selling what their demographic wants to hear. They're selling a narrative, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and like the you know obviously like journalism, you want to present an argument usually if you're or at least like. The way last week tonight does it, mm-hmm. they want they're like we did all this research. This is the conclusion we came to, but they have to present a logical argument as to yeah. how that happened with jokes. <laughs> but uh, sure. but yeah, like you're right. A lot of the modern twenty four hour news is all about presenting a narrative as opposed to presenting like a 
you know, a real argument. Just like, this is what's going on, as opposed to like, here are all the pieces, so all of this adds up into this. <laughs> I, I, I know those are like kind of similar ideas, but, but I guess it's, 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 it's the yeah. difference of having a conclusion and like trying to justify that conclusion and like taking pieces and building a conclusion. Yeah. Like it's just backwards the way a lot of yeah, news does it. And then it's, I mean, it's just tainted by just, you know, ridiculous bias and just in, in yeah. whatever you want to say. I mean, I mean, Megan Kelly, Rush Limbaugh are fucking <laughs> crazy people. Right. You know, Bill O'Reilly is fucking a crazy person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So that's that's why I was I liked the, that they chose Trevor Noah because it's like okay they're choosing someone as a background and these things and that is is it a fit for the Daily Show not just somebody who's really talented that they want to plug into it yeah like did you hear some of the the people they apparently reached out to to try to become like host? CK yeah Louis CK Amy Poehler and Amy Schumer were the three I don't see either three of them exactly like they're all talented people yeah. but it like their talents are totally elsewhere. Yeah. You know, like, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want any of them, or especially, like, Lucy Kay and Amy Schumer both have their own shows right now that are all about their thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they can keep doing those. If they're doing The Daily Show, they're doing something that's, like, less specifically them. Yeah. And, well, in CK, even when he talks about political, he kind of reverts it back to his emotion right. and his, you know, his feeling. Like his his stance on gay marriage, like his bit on gay marriage, is fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah. How how am I supposed to talk to my child <laughs> that two people or two men are getting married? I don't know. It's your fucking shitty kid. You figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like two men can't get married because you don't want to talk to your shitty kid for five minutes. It's probably a faggot anyway. You know? Right. <laughs> he's really good about he's really good about like practical uh, knowledge, but like not he's not like. You know, I don't think he cares as much about the news per se, or like at least in his act, like he's yeah. not as interested in that. Like it would be kind of a shame to see him leave behind Louis to just go take down like twenty-four hour news networks every week. Yeah, uh, and it, like Amy Poehler too. Like she's she's a great writer and a great, especially a great actress. But like, it's not like her thing. Like the mm-hmm. news and you know, it's it's yeah. different. So are they thinking maybe the weekend update? Yeah, well, I mean, she was a good correspondent on that, but, like, again, like, that's... Didn't she do it, too? Wasn't she the... Yeah. She was, like, a joint with Tina Fey, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. She's She did it for quite a while. I think even after Tina Fey left, she was still doing some Weekend Update. But, like, she was good at that. She's a good correspondent. But Weekend Update and The Daily Show are two very different things. Mm -hmm. Like, even though they're both, you know, jokey news things, like, The Weekend Update is much more like Craig Kilborn's version of The Daily Show. Where they have like little bits, and then they have like a one-liner, a joke about it. Then they move on to another topic. So it's like just little, little pieces. And the Daily Show is much longer form than that, or it's more like taking down twenty-four hour news and actually having like a perspective aside from quick jokes. Like there's more to it, I think, than that. And I, not that Amy Poehler would be incapable of that, but I'm just not sure that that's her strong suit. As at least given what she's done in the past. Like, I think she's better suited for something else. Sure. But, uh, yeah. So, I, Trevor Noah is a good choice, in my opinion. He might not... He's probably going to be a little green, just because he hasn't done that much yet. But mm-hmm. it, I can see him growing into that position. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, the content... <laughs> John Stewart really hadn't done much before the, he got The Daily Show. Right. Well, I mean, I'd... he'd done a lot, but it wasn't necessarily, like, po- political... 
really. Like, mm. it, that hadn't come to the forefront. He'd done shows on MTV for years. Mm. But, yeah, uh, he was mostly known as, yeah, kind of a smart-ass MTV guy yeah. when he took it on, and he really grew into it. Yeah. But uh, at least the current day... Like well, the, Trevor Noah's got, like, two special... He's got two hour-long specials. He does, and he has that. a documentary about himself on Netflix, or someone made a documentary about him. Right. Uh, yeah, which is, you know, a little weird, since he hasn't really... Oh, is that, 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 like, is that the one with, like, the black and the dark black cover? I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. know what I saw it, I was like, that popped up. I was like, damn, dude came out with a new special or <laughs> Yeah, I, I just saw an ad for the documentary, and, like, when he was hired, because people were like, who is Trevor Noah? And then the next day, all the tweets came out that were super controversial about him, and now people get, are all mad, or at least for like a day or two, people are like, how dare they hire this guy? He made jokes about Jewish people and fat women and, uh, I don't know, like... Did you? How much of that did you see? I, I mean, not much. I mean, yeah. I, I I try to tune all that crap out because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, because it it was all over the internet. Uh, it but yeah, there there are tweets he made like a few like I think four years ago or so. Jesus. So literally, someone went through his eight thousand tweets or so on his Twitter account and handpicked eight. Yeah. That seemed offensive. Oh yeah. And, and they were like they weren't very good jokes. They're pretty yeah. shitty jokes, but it's like. It's Twitter. Like, a lot of comedians look at Twitter the same way they look at, like, you know, small shows or surprise appearances where it's, like, it's it's workshopping. It's, yeah. like, throwing something out and seeing if people think it's funny. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like, yeah, some jokes are shitty. Well, yeah, that and it, because it, uh, why I do it is because it... It's specific to 140 characters, so, right. so you don't ramble. It helps yeah, you, it's it's witty. It helps you get to the joke yeah. quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good way to test that shit. But Right. Yeah, I just, I tune everybody out when they're, they, Dan offended me. Well, then don't listen to it. Yeah. Like, turn it off. Yeah. And How much <laughs> crap do we have? We have 4,000 channels at any disposal. Shut the fuck up. Well, the thing that <laughs> like, really bugged me about it wasn't, wasn't just that people were offended by it because like the jokes themselves are not very good and I understand if people are like oh I find that offensive mm. whatever that's fine uh, and, and, and you know like I, I, I kind of don't like like telling people like oh well oh you're you know mocking people being offended on stuff if they're genuinely offended by something because you know like I'm a white dude like I have so little that I can be personally offended by mm. that it like seems shitty to like you know be like oh well these people know that matters but in this case it's not people being genuinely offended by something that you know he threw out there it's people digging through somebody's feed looking for something to be offended by. Mm -hmm. It's people going out of their way to right. find offense on something to point fingers at it. Mm -hmm. And like I, I hate that. that but that's I usually, hate that that's, internet culture. But that's usually <laughs> anybody who's like offended by anything nowadays. I don't know about that. Like it is, man. Most people a lot of people just Complain to complain. That's their entertainment. They're yeah. Just, well, and there are people whose job bitch. it is basically to write internet articles yeah. uh, about you know, like like, and I, again, I don't want to like shit on everybody who writes like articles about you know like race or sexism or ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Like there are great pieces out there, 
Uh, but then there are also people who work for websites where that's their job is that like if they don't come up with something, then they yeah. don't have like they're failing at their job. So they have to find things that aren't really that bad, but make them like create faux outrage around it and like rile up a community. Wait, yeah, if it's like a social or political article, then yeah, yeah. that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people who get offended by jokes. They're jokes. Right. And come and <laughs> I mean, again, like it, it's so hard to argue on some of that stuff because it, it really comes down to people arguing completely different things like mm. do you remember the whole daniel tosh uh, audience member mm-hmm. thing where about, about the rape joke right mm-hmm. somebody a, a woman heckled him about it and because like he told a rape joke people laughed and he, his comment was something like isn't rape just always funny which is like purposely ridiculous like it's right. supposed to be ridiculous but that's uh, like it's thing. well yeah and it's making fun of the fact that like we all laugh uncomfortably at rape jokes because yeah. it's such an unfunny thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like her yelling out like rapes never funny. It's like okay, you know, like criticism is one thing. Like it's great to be like no, this is really inoffensive like or this is really offensive. It's taking something seriously for like I don't appreciate that. Fine. At a comedy show though, that's not what you do. You don't laugh if you don't like something. Yeah. You don't like cheer it on. That and in all fairness that lady went to Daniel Tosh. Right. You're stupid. And You're she, stupid. Did you hear what she said? <laughs> like, like uh, she thought it was. She's like, well, it was a Dane Cook show. He was just there instead, or like Dane Cook couldn't make it or something. She's like, I would have seen Dane Cook. It's like, if you knew some of the stuff Dane Cook said in his like his smaller shows, especially, yeah. it's way worse than what Daniel Tosh was saying there. Dane Cook came up. Yeah, I want to. I want to go up to the lady. And like, Dane Cook got in trouble for saying a Batman shooting joke. Yeah, it most definitely said. Uh, I was watching The Dark Knight Rises the other day, and on Friday, and I was just like, "Man, I wish somebody would shoot me in the back of the head." <laughs> I was like, "Jesus, Dane." Well, and he he's he's had bits where he's just gone on and talked about women and how you know he really does see them as objects and just mm-hmm. to sexualize and all that. And like without an ounce of, or like without any hint of irony, like he's saying these things, and it's like, well, I was gonna see Dane Cook, but. Daniel Tosh told a rape joke that, <laughs> so, you know, it just killed it for me. But, but like, I get where, you know, people are coming from where if you're like, no, shut up, don't heckle, it's a comedy show, you say things, it's like, well, that's insensitive to be, you're like, you're making rape seem like a small thing when it's not. It, it, but, but I also get, like, where to comedians, it's like, really, really, it, it's horrible to be like, no, she was a... Or, or for someone who is a heckler to be like, oh, I heckled and I got made fun of. It's like, well, that's what you do. Yeah. And like, if you're a comedian, it like the stand-up stage is supposed to be like a sanctuary where mm-hmm. you can say and do whatever you want. It may not get laughs, but it's understood that you're working material and like it, it's you're free to like say the things that might bother people outside of that or like to to tell people ideas that aren't fully formed but like base instincts that are funny to you. You know. Yeah. And, and like, it's it's ridiculous to me to be, like, to try to make it so that anything, not, not only, like, can't you say things that, that might be, like, questionable or, like, might make people feel uncomfortable, but you can't say them ever because somebody might dig through your Twitter feed and pull it right. out four or five years later. Uh. Like, that hurts comedy. Like, if everybody's afraid that anything they do or say could kill them or hold them back later then it's just a bunch of hack jokes Uh, like nobody wants to do anything like really pushing the limits right (laughs) 
But I don't know. <laughs> I guess I kind of ran it on that. But, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, man. But yeah, do what you gotta do. That, that was the, that's what bugged me out of the Trevor Noah thing. It's not it's not going after somebody or being offended by something. It's like purposely digging up stuff to yeah. just try to be offended by it and get mm-hmm. clicks on your website. And then the fact that all the other websites that are like, well, if we don't report on this, we look lazy. So they have to all report on it. So all of a sudden, some person's like bit trying to, which is basically a hit piece on somebody who's not that well known, yeah. is then like something everybody has to report on. Yeah. It is absolutely everywhere. And yeah, it's, it's, it's such it's, a stupid it's, system. Yeah, it's the tabloid scumbags, you know, coming in a different form. Except it's know? not just, like, yeah, now it's not the tabloid scumbags. It's like anybody who reports anything on the internet. Yeah. You have well, to I mean, be so the, on top of everything. They're the same. They're one and the same. I don't know about that. Like, there are a lot of, like, not every... People looking for dirt? Well, but... But again, like, there's the people looking for dirt, mm-hmm. and then there's all the people who report just everything, like, entertainment, who then are like, well, if we don't publish this, then we look bad, mm. so we have to publish this so that we don't look well, like yeah, I'm not talking about everything. I'm talking about the people who started it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, like, it's a fucked up system where, yeah. because the inter- internet is all about, like, instantly reporting the news and having everything... The moment it happens, like mm. before anybody like thinks about it, it's like, well, we have to post this too, and, and like it just starts shit. a firestorm over the dumbest stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah John Oliver has a uh, anchors who uh, saying they shouldn't be reporting this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reporting it. Well, Miley Cyrus again, like fucking, like, yeah, you know, uh, who are just sick of reporting what they have to report, but right. they have to do it because, especially with like TV news, then. It's like, well, their producers, if they don't cover it, are like, well, you should do that because people pay attention to that. We'll get more viewers if we talk about this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, the media sucks sometimes. Yeah, fuck the media. But, I mean, I don't know what you do to fix it. Yeah. It's... Like, you could not report on shitty things, but then, you know, like, if you lose people or lose readers and, you know, yeah, we drive the same shitty stuff yeah. that they report on. So that's it for today. Uh, We hope you'll tune in again on Friday uh, when we have the rest of our conversation about going clear. Thanks again for listening.